Talking Shit Podcast, Episode 6. It's Tone Robin, and I got a guest with me. It's Marcina. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. We're going to do some new stuff here on the Talking Shit Podcast. It's going to be myself and Marcina. We're going to get it in. We're going to give y'all the best topics. We're going to keep it real. Cause it's, and let y'all know it's okay to be regular and talk about stuff other than what the internet's talking about. So we're going to start our show off tonight talking about this crazy Nick Cannon and the Nick Cannon Semitic situation. Marcina, how do you feel about that? Um, so I kind of feel like there's just a lot of sensitivity right now and people are kind of trying to avoid some harsh truths. Hmm. The ugly truth. You cannot stand... What do you say? My bad. You can't handle the truth. There it is. I really can't. I'm scary. I'm scary. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I remember seeing that movie when I was like 10 years old. And I remember that moment in the movie. And I felt it. And as I've gotten older, I really understand it. That's that's some real. That's some real right there. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Because, man. We don't even want to go there right now, but we talk about we talk about Nick Cannon right now, Nick Cannon's situation. How will he bounce back? But I mean, let's get to it. Uh, I want to start this off because we had some time. We went in, we did a show, we did a pilot show. You and I together, it was so fun. I must it was say. fun. It was so fun, and uh, but it allowed me to go back and do a little more research on some of the things that we are actually going to talk about tonight, and. Um, this is Nick Cannon's situation. You may have not known this, but that 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 podcast, that particular podcast, was done over a year ago. It was released over a year ago. It only the same became one that, re- <laughs> Go ahead. The Go ahead. same one that's coming out right now is the one. Right. It was done over a year ago. It was released over a year ago. And um, the only reason people made it a thing is because this, right? In the words of 45, it was a witch hunt. It was a witch hunt. And uh, let me tell you how. Let me tell you how it actually led to. Well, led, what led up to this? You had Deshaun Jackson. If you don't know, wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was listening to the Farrakhan. Farrakhan, uh, yes, yes, yes. Saturday, the big Farrakhan Saturday. Uh, I don't want to put you the name of that particular segment, but he agreed with some sentiments that Farrakhan said, and then people jumped all over him. And so he went back and he retracted his statements and uh, he apologized to people, and they were saying he was insensitive. And then um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube had some uh, social media meltdowns as well that uh, he was chastised over. And out of nowhere, they pulled a video that was done over a year ago. I thought I thought this was like just a recent taping of the so Nick Cannon thing. Yeah, me too. It, it it wasn't. It this was this is this has just been lingering on the internet until somebody wanted to make it a thing. Hmm. <laughs> Boom, social media, you suck. And the plot thickens. 
and the plot thickens. They they went and plucked that damn thing. And uh, so let's get to it. So, Sabetic, first and foremost, I'm not going to read the definition. Y'all heard it by now. But guess what? Black people really, 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 we, we can be con- con- considered Semitic people as the from the origin of the word. So I myself really don't have... Hold up. Time out. Time out. Stop really Pause for a second. Pause for a second. Hey, it's your host, Tone Robinson, and it's Marcina. It's Marcina. Mr. Q. But <laughs> it's, it's all, all right. Good. I'm gonna get it. I'm it's gonna get all it. good. It's all because I'm gonna pause and you're gonna get you're gonna be red in there. You're gonna be it's Marcina. So, so I don't mm-hmm. have to say it all the time. But I, I, I pause to say this: our views are our views. And please don't take us out of context. Because remember, the internet was built to be fun. It was built to be entertainment. So these are just opinions. Please don't mar us. Please don't give us death threats. Please don't talk about we hate people. Because we don't. But we're, you know, some things, some things you're going to agree with others on that other people may not like. And that's just the reality of life. So getting back to what I was saying about the Semitic situation. Not... Not gonna give you the definition, as I said. Black people can be the, the origin of the word is African. Look it up for yourself. It's there. So I say this to say Nick Cannon cannot be anti-Semitic because he is what? Semitic. He is a Semitic person. So that's one thing. And if you listen to the whole campaign, you listen to the podcast with him and Professor Griff, they were speaking, and as they were speaking, they were really teaching. Not preaching, but they were teaching, as I'm trying to teach now, slightly. Just basically informing people, like, hey, this is the reason why we are saying what we're saying. So we just want you to understand that point. It wasn't a malicious attack on anyone that says, I hate a certain group of people. So people kind of took that little diction of what he said and blew it out of context. And it's crazy. Now, the other part of it was, White people are evil because they have plundered, they have willed their way through society, and they have taken everything that they have at this point. Hey, no lies detected in that. No lies detected. Anywhere on this face of the earth that has been either conquered, you know, one one or two things has happened. Any populous area has been either fought on or fought for. No lies detected in that. Right. So how, how right. Could you be, how could you be mad? How was America established? The fucking Civil War. That's how America... Oh, well, my bad. We fought Britain first. And then we, we moved on. We started fighting over the inhumane treatment of people. And we had a Civil War. And then we went out. And we were like, you know what? We want the West Coast, too. So let's beat up all the Aztec, Mayans, Indians... Uh, Mexican people that were already on the land, and we'll take that too. 1812. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. lies detected. But I'm going to kick it. I'm going to pass it to you. Give me some of your thoughts, Marcina. I just, you know, like I, like I said before, I think that right now is just a perfect time to start having some conversations. Like, you don't have to agree with what everybody says, but but pause for a second and, and see if there's something worth considering like nobody wants to be told what to do but at the same time we all look in for a little bit of direction and a lot of times the environment that we're in 
like that's not who we are you know otherwise you wouldn't be fighting so much to get out of it so the only way to properly uh spend yourself or prep yourself rather is, is is knowledge and you know it's up to us to figure out what truth resonates with rb and right. it's an individual thing so what i'm gonna say you might say differently but can we start to learn to agree to disagree like it's not always right versus wrong sometimes exactly. it's just you know exactly exactly i think, that I, I think um now i am not um a, a black woman i um of am of mixed mixed <laughs> i've got i've got i've got a little variety going on i've got some mexican I've got some Irish, I've got some Indian, and I've got a little bit of French. Um, okay. So one thing, though, that I, I hope it's okay for me to say is that I kind of feel I kind of feel like there's something being planted within the black community that is trying to keep you guys against one another. I.e., when the truth is being spoken, to give you. A, a, a little bit more of a revolution to reality. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? So here's the thing. <laughs> From a person that's living in black skin on the face of this earth right now. That'd be me, Tony Robin, the host. Here's my thing. <sighs> Let it out. Come on. Let's <laughs> it's hard, man, because like, you want to be proud of who you are, but every time you try to be proud of who you are, if, if you know, as they say, pro-black doesn't mean anti-white. And, right. And, and since we have made colorism mm-hmm. the primary basis of everything in, in our society. Labels in general, but yes, but yes, let's yeah. not at all take away from racism, colorism. Yeah, we, 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 I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm addressing it as such because it's like, it's like this, right? So when you, <laughs> when you think about America and the way that we speak in relativity, we exclude everybody else because they make, they make it seem like it's only black people and white people. And then it's convenient to say Mexicans when we want to hate on them, or it's convenient to say, uh, Arabic people, Muslims when we want to hate on them. You know what I'm saying? In America. But other than that, they, they pretend that the wonderful blended nation of the United States of America consists of only black people and white people. And one nation people, under God, huh? Uh I guess. But then and then but then when you speak up for yourself, it's like a crime. You know, because it's not just Nick Cannon, it's it's others who uh Gabrielle Union. She wants to mm-hmm. wear her hair a certain way. Right. And, and the producers of the show said, you know, that's too urban. They feel that it didn't fit the mold because they want her hair possibly. I don't know the full story, but I'm just, just, just going along with what I understand about the community and the hair. They want her to look European with her hair straight and flattened out as much as they can. And that is naturally not her hair. But, I wonder how they feel about that decision now. <laughs> Well, they're going to pay some money. They're going to extend her contract because she sued them. And even, I mean, it, it, it goes across the board. I mean, even Monique has won a, a, a suit against Netflix because of discrimination, pay discrimination because of race from a feminist fight 
where at the say the white lady got paid way more than what they were willing to offer Monique and Monique felt slighted because she has won she has won the most prestigious award in acting she's won an Oscar and so right. with that you're hey, supposed me. to get yeah I mean that's like that's like getting a doctorate you know what I mean when you go to college so she, she's trying to get paid what she assumes is her worth and how this all ties back into Nick Cannon Hey, it, it goes without saying. The man was just exp- expressing a viewpoint on a podcast in a public forum, as I am now, which should not have been blown up and magnified to the point to where we have a guy who is so lighthearted and deemed lamed in the black community. And I hate, I hate to slight him, but, you know, you don't look at Nick Cannon as this macho guy this this guy bravadoism you know he has this show where he's a he's a comedic actor and pretty much has always been a comedic actor from the inception of him you know getting into film through nickelodeon and uh you know we we took this guy and we you know destroyed him by come fire him and it's crazy but i don't want to i don't want to beat a dead horse i want to lift nick up and say hey it was your opinion. I understand, but sometimes you may want to, because you have that creative control. You may just want to consider what you're releasing after you get a chance to review it. Understanding how many people you impact. I'm a small fry at the at the bottom of the totem pole, so it's not like that for me. But for Nick, it's totally different. Can I just say one thing? Um, I, oh, I asked my my son, he's 18, and um, he's black. And I asked him, I said, you know, what are your thoughts on the Nick Cannon situation? And he said he was speaking facts. But at the same time, you always got to keep in mind it's what you say and how you say it. Because people are constantly looking to reject and resist what you got to say. So if you come in, you know, if you're talking crazy, they're automatically gonna, you know, just disregard what you got to say. So, I mean, I can't really speak on that enough to know exactly what the conversation was, but um, I, it, it makes me wonder, like, what, what, what was that? Like, what did you hear that conversation? Like, was he? I mean. I'm pretty sure my son meant the savage part, you know, with the white people, you know, he's got a little sensitivity because mama got that, that white in her or whatever. Um, and he's a sensitive soul, but I mean, he's 18 and he's just like, dang, why, why you got to say it like that? I got it. And we're going to wrap on that point. That's the episode six, segment one. Thank you. Episode six, segment two. It's your host Tom Robin, and it's Marcina. That's right. You better get on up here and say what you got to say, Marcina. Yes. Will and Jada. Will and Jada, and August. Will and Jada. August. August. Alcina. Tell us about that. Entanglement. So I, um, you know, I've had 
some thought behind this whole thing. Um, First, first of all, um, you know, they have gone on to the Red Table Talk. Will has interviewed Jada, put her in the interviewee seat, kind of put her on blast, make her explain herself. Um, But before all of that, he mentioned that they weren't together, that they weren't even on speaking terms. Okay. So, um, you know, there's that little caveat to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, enter, you know, the the kid's friend who is going through a little something. And with Jada being the healing, loving woman that she is, you know, she wants to take him under her wing. And anybody yes, spends time with any, But listen, but listen, anytime you spend time with somebody – and you put your walls down, and you make a decision that you want to be there for them, that's when, like, an authentic connection occurs. And I think the thing is that those are so rare that we automatically, as male and female, feel like it has to be sexual. Like, oh, my gosh, because I feel a connection, it must be, you know what I mean? Like, we just automatically tend to do that. And um, I think that that keeps us a lot from some really great connections and relationships. But Mm. um, so I was just kind of wondering though, because everybody's like trying to make a big deal about it. And I'm like, they've had, (laughs) they've had suspicion that they have an open relationship. There's been suspicions that he's had situations going on with co-stars. So I'm, I'm like, what's the big deal? Like, what's the big deal? I'm asking myself and I'm like, ah, (laughs) They've they, they been trying to get the rundown for a while, yeah. They they have been. And, you know, like like Jay-Z and Beyonce, they were so secretive. And then they came out and people loved it and they're supporting them. And now, you know, like people just want to be in everybody's business. And All that's great. That's that's fine. I mean, they're celebrities, social media. Like, you know, it, it, it's totally its own category. But um, when I was thinking about why it might be, such a big deal, like more uh-huh. of a big deal than I, I think it should be. I can't help but to like bring that back to, is it hitting home with anybody? Is it hitting home? Like, yeah, is it hitting home with I mean, anybody? Is it hitting home? Is it, is it it hit, home? I'm going to be honest with you, it hit home with me. Yeah, it hit home it hit with home me with too. Me. Because, you know, who hasn't been involved in a threesome, maybe? You know, I don't know, but you know, for me, you know, I, and I'm, 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 I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna reiterate, you know, because you heard my opinion. My viewpoint was, you know, it's the kids first and foremost, especially when you got small kids. That's my biggest thing. Like, what's the impact on them? I mean, because now, honestly, people are wearing their sexual orientation on their sleeves. So, if we want to deem this a poly relationship, kind of, sorta, kind of, sorta. We want to, or 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 love triangle. I mean, it's not like we are foreign to this. I mean, who hasn't been involved in entanglement, as she said? I mean, at some time, exactly. Well, well, I mean, even even again, like you said, it don't even have to be physical. It could be you you love that person, you love their conversation, and you know what I'm saying. Like I hear people say sometimes. That's my work boyfriend. That's my work boo. Or that's my nah. work wife. Nah. I, I I mean I I hear that from an office yeah. based standpoint, but you know what I'm saying. So so there are there are times for people 
who pick up the nurturing side of other people's relationships throughout the course of the day that they're out and about. And I know I know a lot of relationships, honestly, kick off in that work atmosphere. So when you're around somebody enough and, you know, Will is unique, Jada is unique because in acting, you have to turn it off and turn it on. Right. So you may, you know, you may be kissing somebody, lusting over somebody, looking in their eyes, engaging, yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, that's a part of your job. But how many people like Penelope Cruz or uh, I, I think even Jamie Foxx uh, is with who? Uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife. And he denied it for forever because, you know, it was one of those it was one of those working situations. I think it was that little crazy movie that he was on where they were in the same movie. And so I could understand how the entanglement happened in that regard. But, you know, my thing is do what you want to do. Just be careful on and think about how it's going to impact your kids over time because they'll never be able to live this down now because somebody can always identify children that look so so close to their parents. And the first thing that's going to pop in their mind is what their mother and father was involved in. You know, like like let's say it's Jaden's moment and he's at the Oscars and somebody asked him about entanglement just being an ass. You know what I mean? Like like people that, will, right. That right, that has nothing to do with him, but people are now they have this attachment to them with this unique word that Jada pulled out and it and and you know, it's gonna stick. But that's just my opinion on that. Go for it. Tell us about you. Well, like you know, I, I I do know that since the whole situation has been brought to light and the Red Table Talk was um, taped, that there's been reports that their family is, you know, much happier. They're happy to have this, you know, out in public and just revealed. And that, to me, shows that, you know, um, they are at least honest about their truth. You know what I mean? Like outside of the house obviously doesn't know what's going on but their kids knew what was up i mean he was dude was their friend you know what i mean so there was no he and and he thought that will had given him permission like there's a song that he had the key like i mean there was no question that the kids knew what was up so i think that you know going back to the kids and and keeping them in mind I, I, yeah, no, I, the whole situation is just straight messy. But, you know, right. um, I think there's still some healing that needs to be done there because Jada and that entanglement situation just brought brought added something new to it. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. If we are not able to take the time ourselves to get the healing that we need ourselves individually, then anything and anyone that comes into our space has the ability to mix it all up, add something else, give me something else, you know, like it's another situation, something else to it's deal an with. Energy. And yeah, it's an energy. For sure, for sure. So, yeah. you know, it, it's it's like everything. I think that it's just bringing conversations to light that need to be had. And I'm hoping people can just be honest with themselves, you know, because ultimately if they did have an open relationship 
good for them, you know, if they, whatever their situation is, like, that's the thing. Society doesn't have to tell you what your marriage should be like. Your parents don't need to necessarily tell you what your marriage should be like. It is you and your partner. It is your you. And as long as the both of you are on the same page, it's you against the world. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if you, if you like it, if you agree with it, if you got a problem with it, I'm living my best life. And my partner exactly. is too. Well, I mean, some of the celebrities chimed in on it, and it's a li- it, it, it definitely has been liberating for some, and some have condemned the situation because of their hurt that they have felt in their past relationships, but they kind of use that as another grief moment, um, i.e., uh, uh, little Lisa Ray. Oh, because, yeah. you know, six degrees of separation. Six degrees yes. of separation with Lisa Ray, and I'm sorry to plug a wheel movie with that one, but you know her. <laughs> she was married to, if you don't know, she was married to the guy Turks and Caicos. Uh, I, 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 I think they call him Prime Minister, um, but she was married to him, and uh, he befriended Will Smith's best friend, Dwayne Dwayne Martin, Tisha Campbell's ex-husband, Martin Gina, that is, and uh, and so. He started uh, getting this guy into trouble because, you know, what I'm he saying? Was having him doing crazy things. See what I'm saying? Which mm-hmm. ultimately, which ultimately, he the, the 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 guy from the Turks and Caicos, the, the prime minister, wound up uh, having infidelity issues with Lisa Ray, and uh, she blamed it all on Dwayne Martin and said he stole her husband, not in a uh, LGBT way. Right. Uh, not, right. Yeah, not in an LGBTQ XYZ way, but in a, uh, you know, hey, buddy, I got this chick over here. Maybe you want to check her out. You know, that type of situation, possibly. And she chimed in. Um, I know a lot of women, they like, they're like, oh, that's hot. And I, and I think what's happening, like you said, the, the, the mask is coming off for a lot of people, no pun, COVID. But, um,. <laughs> Mask off. I think the mask is coming off for a lot of people because, you know what, they've been living this. I mean, I know a guy uh, who's close to me who's had some entanglement situations, and, you know, he had to tiptoe around the kids to make sure things didn't get caught, and one woman, two women, all at the same time. and But it was an understanding. And... But but it was but it was made to be clear by the main woman. I might injure you if you try to go behind my back and be with that person exclusively. And oh I, yeah, I, 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 you know one of those type of things. But you know, you're, I mean, you're, it's, yeah, you're you're playing yep. with the heart. You're playing with the heart. Yep. It's a it's a it's a it's a risk situation. But um. We think about marriage in a traditional form at, in modern times, as they say, where it's all about uh, what they say, what they call it, monogamy, one wife, one one right. husband exclusively. In today's society, you can jump on the internet and literally, you can pick a new wife, you can pick a new guy, or you can have one of those trailing moments where you're always in someone's inbox, kind of like looking for that Plan B in the event that shit doesn't work out with you and your and your significant other. So I mean, 
everybody. Oh, I won't say. Everybody. I had one of those. I had one. Of, I had one of those. Yeah, I won't say everybody, but I want to say a lot of people live live for entanglement, and so Jada, I salute you, boo. You got your rocks off. Stella got a groove back to a certain degree. And, she wanted um, to feel good. She wanted that young guy. <laughs> she wanted that young man. But August, message to you. Cut it out. If the tips are down, I get it. But making a song about it, making it even more ridiculous and uh Rick Ross, eh, I wasn't too I wasn't too happy to hear him get on there rapping about a situation because he he used it as an example for him and his in in one of his relationships as well. But I, I thought the song was uh very poor taste for the timing of it at this point. If if it was a if if we had let off and this song had took off and it blew up, kinda like R. Kelly when he was doing the whole uh down low or what what was the long in in the closet in the closet, in the closet? Yeah. yeah when yeah. he was doing the whole trapped in the closet series now if it had started off like that and like this is just took off and it's the major urban hit and it may have crossed over understandable but you know to 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 to, to kind of throw salt on the wounds of another person and you don't really know the whole story you're only hearing what they're willing to to, to put out there publicly at this point I tell a lot of people, man, watch it because it it could happen to you. Karma is a bitch. It happens to more people than they are even aware of. Exactly. Exactly. Yep, yep. Segment two, entanglement. We'll be back. It's the Talking Chick Podcast with your host, Tone Robin, and... It's Marcina. Hey, segment, hey. segment three. Segment three on episode six. Closing out for tonight. And um, I'll talk about some crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff that I saw on HBO where they were talking about all the child stars. All the child stars had their interviews on there recently. And uh, it was rather depressing. It was very depressing to see uh, Willis from A Different Stroke. Different Stroke. Different Stroke. Um, One of the guys from Stand By Me, uh, West, West Welton or something like that, and the, uh, the girl that played Matilda, she was on there as well. But this, wow. H- this HBO special was very disturbing, man, because you got a chance to hear their story as a person who became very famous at such a young age. Some of them were, you know, was they weren't even 10 years old at the time that they, they, they jump-started their film career. Mm-hmm. They were just talking about crazy stuff, like how their agents was pushing pedophilia way back when. Like they had talent segments where they were trying to separate them from their parents to get these kids in exclusive situations to put them in adult situations, sexually mm-hmm. 
at very, very young ages. Okay. So this is crazy. And now I, I, I saw something some time ago talking about how they want to adopt pedophilia along the lines of the LGBTQ and put another letter in there for the people who are into minors. Wait, what? Yes! Yes. What? I'm sorry. They want to make pedophilia a thing where it's not punishable. And it's an accepted relationship. I, I, I in don't, society. I don't, like, like I, a part of me, like my spirit is just like rebuking that in all of its entirety. <laughs> I'm sorry, because first of all, as a mother, but secondly, like, you know, you hear about people that commit these crimes, they go to jail and they get, they get worked on. You know what I mean? There's people, right. like, there's certain people that it's like a unified agreement that. We don't mess with you. You know what I mean? And right. I'm not I'm not about that. But in this particular case, you know, I mean, like I support it. So <laughs> therefore, I can't even begin to imagine that it can go through all of the processes that it would need to take to get to where that is added to something like to a movement. Like, are you kidding me? Like how? No. And then why even that? One? Like I'm just uh, I'm like, yeah, no, the, well, no, I can't with that. In one. Scientology and Scientology. Uh huh. They don't they don't really look at children as children. They just feel like that's an adult and a little person's body. Okay. As that person is growing. And we know um, that. Well. In the Brave New World, you can look that book up. It was kind of like talking about the current times. In so many, in so many outlandish ways, way back when, where they were pushing for, uh, I'm going to quote this guy, "Do as thy wilt," by Alyssa Crawley, who is uh, a known, quote unquote, Satanist, um, supposed to be some big Illuminatist uh, from from way back when, but. I don't know, like, and, and uh, you know, definitely overseas in certain Asian countries, you've heard of people going over and even, uh, what's the guy, Woody Allen, Woody Allen adopted uh, a, 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 a girl in his marriage, divorced his wife, and eventually wound up marrying the girl that he adopted. I hate when you bring points that I can't deny. <laughs> I mean, a part of me is like, no, parents, they're not going to stand for this. But then I'm like, well, if the money's right, because I.E., R. Kelly, Jeff Epstein, all these young Oh, yeah, I forgot about stars. Epstein. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. like, that, that to me, like, everybody else is, like, talking about the people. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the the offenders of the act, but everything is about blame. There is zero responsibility when any of this stuff is, is brought to light. You know, there's zero parents talking about, like, I knew it wasn't right, but I wanted that money. Like, and I understand them not wanting to say that, but golly, our babies, our babies need us, mamas and daddies. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because, like, everybody on that segment, again, uh, I think it was called Hollywood, 
Um, no, no, Hollywood is the Netflix show. Talking about uh, oof, a whole other hot subject about the old days and getting into Hollywood itself, which was more risque activity. But um, you know, sticking with this, sticking with this segment here, it, it, it just it's just been a, it's it's been a mounting craze for the last three or four years, where it just seems like it's just such a push to make pedophilia acceptable in society to where. I don't know. I, oh, I, I, think... I get it. I get it because okay. it happened it, because it happens at home so much, and we don't talk oh. about it, and we don't talk oh. about it. So, so it must it, it must be normal. That must be what people do. Otherwise, we so, wouldn't talk about it, and it would be wrong, and we wouldn't let this happen in our family. So, so we, we're, we're 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 talking about incest, obviously, and how right. that translates into pedophilia or sexual desires for you know what we perceive as an adult and what we know as an adult is anyone over the age of uh, 18 is kind of skittish but let's say 21 for sure and a minor is obviously anyone under the age of i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna crank it down to 16 maybe 14 but a lot of people have had crazy relationships back in the days that have been noted like uh, Elvis Presley was with a 16 year old mm-hmm. uh, Lisa Marie mother was 16 when she hooked up with Elvis and faked some documents Aaliyah was a scandal situation with R. Ooh. Kelly Aaliyah no I said ooh not oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, <sorry. laughs> you know we had that 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 salacious thing that uh, unfortunately, R. Kelly is still battling the woes of having inappropriate relationships with not necessarily the youngest of the youngest of minors, but people, I guess, where you can put him in a statutory rape type situation. But some of those parents were hand delivering their daughters to R. Kelly, yeah, absolutely. seeking fame, seeking fortune. And um, again, like you said, the blame game. Now they're pointing the blame. They're they're pointing the finger at him. Like he's the bad guy. He's the culprit. Even though we just took the uh, what what, what we took the lamb we to the lions den. Yeah, yeah, we right, took the exactly. lamb to the lions den. Knowing exactly. All of his songs are talking about basically inserting his uh, rod into something. But something. that's no here, no there. It's it's just I don't know. It's a it's a yucky situation. I say to parents, man, be mindful. Babysitting, not and, it, and like you said, it's not even just outside. And cause man, I, I it's think, so late. It's, I think there's a lot of hurt in families, and uh, I don't want nobody to smite me from the LGBT community, but so many of the people that are or have chosen that lifestyle were in harsh situations in their upbringing and so what they, what they, they call it have influenced it but maybe not necessarily did yeah, what, what they call it the Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome you know where your abuser becomes your lover kind of sort of mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Or, or or you have an appreciation for that lifestyle because that's what you were groomed into unfortunately you know at a young age but yeah um, yeah it's, it's been kind of crazy and I, I, again, I just hope people do a better job protecting their kids because one, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of. There's a lot of, there's a lot of kids disappearing 
you know, I'm constantly seeing it on the internet, you know, missing kid, missing kid, missing kid, missing kid. Now, the little ones are helpless. But these 16, 17, 18-year-olds, how the hell are you getting these big-ass kids separated from a crowd of people or their family or guardian? I'm, I'm not understanding that. But, you know, that kind of overlaps into this whole pedophilia, sexual, slave, uh, sex slave type thing where, like, what's going on, America? What's going on, world? Like, what is the what is the desire to be paired inappropriately with someone who can't bear life, can't do anything for you in that capacity? Dominance and control. Wow. Wow. So... BDSM all the way on the kids. Sick. I mean, what else is it? What a sick world. But moving along, because we kind of get the point, uh, protect your kids, America. Please, watch your kids. Watch your friends and family. But mask on, mask off. We were talking about this the other day. The whole mask epidemic. And, uh... You were saying how you kind of got to the point where you were like, fuck that shit. I ain't wearing no mask. But then... I, I started, <laughs> I, actually, I started off that way, to be honest. That's how I started. Like, I, um, I, I don't know. Um, the, the beginning of the year with the damn chicken sandwich thing, I just kind of looked <laughs> around. I just kind of looked around and I was like, what are we doing? Okay, and so... And so, you know, I'm like, why are you going to wait in line this long? If the hype's going to be done in a little while, you can get it. Nobody's got to die. You know, like, I'm not waiting in no line for no hours for no sandwich. I'm sorry. I mean, it was good. I eventually got it. But um, so my whole thing with everything in 2020 has been, do do I believe it? Am I buying it? Like, (laughs) you know? And, and I hate to say that, but I've kind of woken up a little bit to realize that everything ain't what you see. And with that being said, mm. I, I, I was very hesitant to just get on board with it because I'm not a follower of any type. Um, right. But when I thought about it, I, I, I there wasn't any reason other than I'm not a follower that I couldn't wear it. I don't have to wear it all the time. I just have to wear it when I go in public places and there's other people around. So it's a big deal, you know? So when I had this little sweet lady ask me why I didn't have my mask on and I really didn't have a good reason to tell her, it sat within my soul and I was like, okay, I need to start throwing on my scarf. Not a mask, I'm wearing a little scarf, throw that on. And, you know, I I don't feel like I'm being... I don't feel like I'm being a rebel, you know what I mean? And I know that I'm not creating any type of situation where somebody's going to come up to me and try to say something or, you know, make like make a big deal. And I'm not saying that like I'm scared, but I'm just saying like my mind shifted from why do I need to do this to understanding why it doesn't hurt not to do it. Exactly. I, uh, I, I, my, my situation, I'm outside a lot and I, I kind of like roll with you. And I was like, you know, fuck that mask. I don't need that mask. But 
as time's going on, the story's going on, I'm watching other countries open up. Right. And we, we have been banned from traveling to most places in the world at this point, you stinking Americans. Uh, but uh, I just, I, I, I got to the point where I'm like, hey, they say four weeks, four weeks to cure this thing if we consistently masked up. So, hey, America, here's a challenge, man. Eight weeks, man. Wear your goddamn on mask for eight weeks consecutively so we can get this freaking virus kicked out of here. I'm tired of hearing about corona. And uh, RIP to all those who have been lost in this situation. Um, but as they say, man, work on your immune system. Just work on your immune system. Make sure you're taking your vitamin C, uh, elderberry, uh, some other thing that I've been taking out there. Airborne, take your airborne, and 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 you drink your orange juice, man. I, I sound like I feel like Hulk Hogan, you know, my little hoaxers out there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if America is the only one that is like, you know, so still, you know, like yeah. that's got to tell us something, you know. So. Let's do our little part, suck it up just for a little minute. If we got to go somewhere, because most of us ain't got to. If we do, you know, just pull that little mug up and keep it moving. And just know that your random act of kindness for the day is maybe saving somebody else's life or yours. Exactly. Two points real quick with you here, Marcina. How do you feel about this freaking, uh, 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 whoa, 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 let me back it up. How do you feel about this rebel flag being taken down everywhere? They're putting pressure on states now to say, hey, you know what? Get rid of the rebel flag, the Confederate flag. If it's attached to your statehood flag, how do you feel I mean, this? I think that it's time. I do, to be honest with you. Um, it, what it represents and what the... The um, most of, not all of, but what most of the flag, the the people that wave that flag with pride, what they represent, um, you know, we're we're moving beyond Idiot. that. Idiot. You know what I mean? We're we're moving beyond that. And if y'all can tell us we got to take the pledge of allegiance out the school, then mm, well, y'all can't take that damn flag down. Yeah, and I agree. It's kind of crazy. Like I'm I'm hearing where the flag was placed. So Mississippi is near and yes. dear to you. Yes. Uh, they were they, they were fighting vigorously to keep their flag, and it got to the point where the freaking college football players said, "We're not going to show up if y'all don't change that flag. We're not going to play for any of these colleges, major colleges in Mississippi that generate so much money for the institutions and the economy because Mississippi is still a poor state." It took that type of pressure for them to even sign the bill to uh, to, to 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 change the indoctrination of what the statehood flag will look like going for the future. And this is in 2020 now. Now, mind you, the Civil War happened way back yonder. I ain't gonna even put no date on it. But we saying 1776 is when we got our. Uh, my bad, my bad. 1835 is when the slave trade situation ended. So we're going all the way back there. We're going all the way back there. So 1835 to 2020, kind of odd. And I did not know that this flag was recognized on military bases. It's so weird. I did not know that either. Yeah, they, they, they have made a mandate, made a no. mandate for the military to stop putting that flag up. And uh, again, it's just happening in 2020 with all things. It's kind of crazy. 
and I and it it made me look at another country. It made me go look at Germany. You know, in Germany, you can't fly no Nazi flag. You can't have no Nazi flag publicly seen in Germany, okay. or they will get you in Germany. So it's kind of odd that we went over to liberate land- other countries uh-huh. and eliminate certain quote-unquote evils, but we allow, because of the First Amendment, we allow people to hoist these same flags, considering what they represented in the past, up and down, outside, publicly on their porch in America. Crazy, man. What a poor example of a country, man. We got to get it together, USA. Absolutely. College, last segment. Absolutely. Last thing here, two minutes, two minutes. What they say, two-minute drill in football. Hey, I'm bringing this up for you first-year freshmen in college and parents that have freshmen and even underclassmen. Most people aren't going to go return to a campus coming up in 2020 in this next fall session. And I want—I just say this for a lot of people, especially these young kids who were um, so athletically driven that they don't really focus on scholastics. Man, your kids are going to be home. Being a freshman in college is going to be totally different for the class entering in this 2020 year. Parents, friends, guardians, you're going to have to give those kids some extra support, man, because they're going to be doing a lot of things virtual now as opposed to connecting with others on campus, uh, working with teachers exclusively with the one-on-one situations. So I just I just encourage all parents, everybody, man, it's 2020. This is a unique setting coming into this next school term when it comes back. Y'all got to support them babies, man, if y'all want them to be successful. We all we got. We are all we got. And on that mar- on that note, Marcina, anything else to add? Have a beautiful, lovely day, evening, wherever you are. Thank you. Love Thank it. you for listening. Six. Episode 6 is a wrap. We did it. Talking Shit Podcast with Tone Robin and... It's Marcina. Hey, it's going to be available Peace. everywhere on all platforms. See you next time. Peace out.